guys, welcome back. I'm Katie. And I'm Bree. And, and you're, you're listening, listening to Views. As you guys may know, this is a podcast to share our views of the world and to create a space where you guys can share yours too. I like to take this time to share some life updates before we get started. Should I go first? Go for it. Hi, Dean. Um, life updates. Katie moved into my house. It oh, is yeah. now our house. It is our house. So we live together. That's a pretty big life update. Um, you got a new guest too. Also have a child. Um, it is a kitten child, a, a little boy kitten. His name is Milo. I just got him. He, I got him. He's probably seven weeks old-ish. He's a little baby. So that's a big life update. He's best friends with Blue. Um, Leo hates him. Um, <laughs> yeah, so we have three nice little cats running around the house. Three felines. Yeah, so those are my two big updates. I think um, they're adjusting pretty well. They're adjusting really well with Blue and Leo and moving here and then Mello coming into his new home with these two big old cats. And I like to say I'm adjusting pretty well as well. Yeah, I hope so. Seems to be all right. Yes. So what are your life updates? Is that all for you, Bree? I think so. All righty. Well, Am I missing something? No, I don't oh. think so. No, I think that's Besides, it. Besides, you got a new car. I think I talked about that last time remember because i told him all the bad stuff and you were like but on the bright side oh speaking of my new car actually um we were driving home from atlanta on the interstate and my brand new car got hit with a massive chunk of tire in the road big truck in front of me hit this chunk of tire came up hit the front right side of my car and did some decent damage to it so when i thought all of the bad stuff was over the universe said, Soit. so <laughs> now I have a new insurance claim. So that's fun. Yay for insurance. Yay for being poor. But anyway, your turn. <laughs> well, guys, um, job's going well. Working here now. Um, not so long of a commute. So that's great. Um, <laughs> the boys are fighting in the distance there. Oh, a whole wrestling match. Double down. <laughs> Sorry, guys. Um, Mello wins that one. Just kidding. Mello ran away. But anyway, what other life updates do you have? Um, a couple weekends ago, we went to Atlanta and celebrated my birthday. It was really fun. We checked out a lot of cool places. We um, discovered the Lime Scooters, and we rode downtown. Um, our hotel was actually downtown. But um, we checked out the Beltline. We found some kind of tap room there. It was really cool, chill. Um, we got some exercise in. Uh, we walked a lot, rode the Lime Scooters, and just experienced a lot. Um, what was that? the name of that? It was like some kind of sweet creamery we went to. I don't remember at all. It was really cool. We got some ice cream. We tried out a few places. We did brunch. Um, regardless to say, it was, it was really cool. So Yeah, I'd say we had a fun time. Would you consider that a successful birthday? Yes, um, definitely a successful birthday. Good. Well, I think without further ado, if we're done with our life updates, we should probably get to this episode topic. All right, guys, let's start it off. So today um, is episode three. Episode three. And we have decided that we're going to be talking about reproductive rights. Mm -hmm. You want to take it away, Brie? Yeah. More specifically, today we're going to be talking about abortion 
and Roe v. Wade and some current events and, you know, things that are happening regarding abortion legislation and basically just what's going on. So we know the first couple of episodes were kind of fun. Like the first episode was fun, lighthearted. Second episode, Mental Health Monday about anxiety, which wasn't necessarily fun, but like a very chill, calming, positive vibe. We really enjoyed talking about it. Yes. Loved recording that episode. This episode, a little heavier, definitely a um, what's the word controversial topic mm-hmm. we know abortion is one of the biggest like <laughs> dividers among the nation um, in terms of the way people think about it but it's a really important issue and there are some things going on with you know legislation and the policing of women's bodies and what this all means if if Roe v. Wade happens to be overturned what that means for women what that means for mm-hmm. you know re- women people who have children not just women reproductive rights in general um and it's really important that we talk you'll about see, what's going on yeah and you'll see a lot of um like women's rights issues come up with us a lot like we feel very strongly about that so this is not the first episode this oh, is yeah. not the first oh it is, it is the first mm-hmm. but it won't be the last <laughs> where we'll be talking about that advocating for those things so not even just women's rights like broadly but reproductive rights in oh, themselves yeah. we could do 10 episodes on reproductive Ten, rights joint, whatever like, like. we could go on but today yeah we're gonna narrow it down we're gonna specify it we're gonna talk about specifically Roe v. Wade the potential of it being overturned and what that means for the future of women or people who have children in America. Towards so, the end, yeah. we're going to sum up some some other things that we want to branch off of. Yeah. Abortion and reproductive rights. A lot of the things that are mostly opinions, but I think you yeah. guys can relate to as well. Towards the end of the episode, we're really going to get into our views, I guess, throughout the episode, you, it's going to be very, you're going to know what our opinion is and we're going to be stating our opinion throughout the episode on different things. But towards the end is where we're going to like heavily rely on talking about how we feel. And, but the beginning and like the bulk and the midsection of the episode, we're going to try to talk about facts. We're going to talk about what's going on and it's going to be less opinion, more what the heck is happening. So yeah, without further ado, should we should we talk about Roe v. Wade, just like the case Let's itself? Do it. Let's dive in. A little bit of history. Do you want me? I got it. Go for it. Let's do it. Um, so just to be super, super brief, because again, you could talk about this kind of thing forever if you wanted to get into every detail, but to sum it up, I mean, if you're you know, you went to school and you studied American history at some point in your life. I'm sure you've heard of Roe v. Wade. Um, a lot of people know what that is. Some people might not. So just to sum it up. So Roe v. Wade um, was a legal decision. Decision. I just made a decision. A legal decision. Right now. <laughs> um, from in 1973. It was made early 1973 um, in Texas, where the U.S. Supreme Court uh, well, it wasn't in Texas, but the Supreme Court struck down a Texas statute um, that banned abortion. So essentially, Roe v. Wade legalized abortion across the United States. And the U.S. court's kind of reason for upholding that or the reason for their decision was that abortion was part of our right to privacy, which is protected by the 14th Amendment. So... Yes, Roe v. Wade, 1973, landmark legal decision, legalized abortion across the United States, very monumental for women's rights, reproductive rights in general. Um, It was a really big deal. But now, 
Dun, dun, dun. Here we are, 2021. Coming up on something that's basically going to backtrack a lot of our... It's going to The good parts of history. Any kind of progress that we may have made or any kind of good that Roe v. Wade did do, which was a lot, um, has the potential of being just completely wiped away with some of, some of the things that are going on, some of the challenges that are being made, legislation that's been passed within the last few months. Um, it's frightening to... To be minimal about it. It's scary. Um, But yeah, so before we kind of get into everything that's going on today, we kind of want to just talk generally, generally, generically. Is that the word I'm going to use? Generally is fine. Sure. Generally about abortion in general. Just some facts, some stats, some numbers that we pulled from multiple sources. We're going to link. We're going to link every resources. We'll put it. Yeah, I'll put a bibliography attached to our you guys can go check it out and then look at all the articles that we've looked at and mm-hmm. what the articles that we are talking about and a lot of the things that if um, you can't really, I guess, not relate to, but um, if you don't, you can't really picture the things we're talking about, go go look at these articles. It, they really um, are very descriptive on everything that has happened and is and what is happening today, branching off from other things. Um, very reliable sources. Mm-hmm. Also, um, yeah. I didn't know very much about this. We both felt strongly about it, but reading these articles has helped me to, you know, see things from a different mm-hmm. eye and you know statistics and yeah, from from a mix of just you know what happened articles like news articles. To case studies, to history, to like we we try to do a lot of research, and we want to link all that and show that to you. Just a so that you guys can do your own research as well, learn learn how we did, and b we don't want you guys to think we're pulling stuff out of our butt. Exactly, and like these articles will help you be more confident to advocate for these laws and legislation um, with for your rights and um, for women's rights, and you know it's. Those things are very, very, very big for, yeah, especially this generation. Yeah, like, I mean, obviously for people in general, but yeah, golly, like I can't even. It's crazy. (laughs) Like I, I can't even like talk about how how controversial this is for America. Yeah. Like, it's a big deal right now. It's a big deal. Um, I feel like we're taking a hundred steps back, mm -hmm, and it it enrages me. It's. Yeah, scary, but yeah, boy, oh, wow. Like, is it pissing? Pissing me off. It's really not good, um, things that are happening. But to match the disclaimer that we said about our research, yes, we do research, but on the other end of that, we're still not professionals and we do not claim to be. Mm -hmm. And also, we are humans who make mistakes as much as we try to do our best about being accurate and knowledgeable and things like that about what we talk about yeah we're not professionals we don't we don't spend days doing research we spend a couple hours doing our research or whatever but if we're wrong on something let us know reach Mm -hmm. out to us correct us because you guys correct us and then we want to correct our mistake in our next episode we we want to be yes this is a a podcast about our views and our opinions and you can't really fact check our opinions (laughs) because That's our opinions, but you can fact check our facts. So yeah, feel free to so. email in and, and fact check us on anything. Trust me, we love some constructive criticism and look yeah. forward to hearing you guys. So, so all you know with that, let's go through some facts. 79%. Did you guys know? Sorry. <laughs> did you guys know that 79% of Americans do not want to see Roe versus Wade overturned? And like, that's crazy. Like, does it matter? Like, 
79% is a very big, big number. Right. Being being from the tiny towns that we're in and yeah. where we are, to me, it seems like that number is has to be wrong, right? Because yeah. we grew up... I don't want to speak for you, but I grew up in a very pro-life, small, teeny, tiny town community. Like, where I just assumed that was the end-all, be-all. And so to, like, see that number, 79% of Americans don't want to see Roe v. Wade overturned. It's refreshing. It gives a little bit of hope. Yeah, for sure. So, yeah, glad to see that statistic. Um, Again, we'll post a link to it down below. But... But but unfortunately, yeah, yeah, unfortunately, so this is almost 80%. You know, of, of Americans don't want to see this, but unfortunately, sometimes that does not matter mm-hmm. because that extra what twenty one percent are the people in office who do want to see these things overturned. The people in power do not represent the majority. Exactly. And what that's been the case since the beginning of time. <laughs> yes. Since the beginning of the United States of America, like this isn't new. This is mm-hmm. this is just repeating itself over and over again. And something that isn't going to change for a long time. It's improved. Sure, we see people in positions of power that represent you know, oppressed groups and people who don't typically have a voice. Like, yes, it's getting better, but it's still not where it is, especially because, and we're going to talk about this more, but recently appointed judges, you know, by our last president and things. But we'll, we'll get to that point a little bit later because Katie has a a spiel about why that has really messed up and like a really big danger to Roe v. Wade. Mm -hmm. So, but yeah, that's just goes to show that the percentage of Americans who don't want to see this legislation overturned is the vast, not just a little bit, like not just barely the majority. It's like most of America <laughs> doesn't want to see this come to fruition and for good reason. But so another fact. So give or take about 25 million women and girls of reproductive age live in states where they're expected to completely lose abortion access if the U.S. overturns Roe v. Wade. So in other words, that's about one third of people ages 15 to 49 who might need access to abortion are going to completely lose it. And we're going to get to this more later, but that's mostly because of trigger laws that are in place in different states. But needless to say, if Roe v. Wade is overturned, millions and millions of women who could potentially need the access to abortion are going to lose it. Are going to, it's not looking good, folks. And you know, abortion is not just because you don't want a, a kid, don't want a baby. Like, these things include rapes and incest. Like, it doesn't just exclude that. Yes. Yeah. yeah. I feel like I just want to, like, nail that in for you guys. This is not just a cut and dry thing. It's not just black and white. It isn't black and white. No. And even... Even if it was black and white, there's still a choice. It yes. doesn't matter the reason and now you we are not seeking out the access. Mm-hmm. It doesn't matter. The choice is what matters, and that's in in very high risk of being taken away. And, you know, with this being a return, it kind of hammers in that women are just vessels for reproduction. Mm-hmm. You know? Oh, yeah. we're, we're much more than that. Yeah. It's, it's crazy, guys. You know, abortion is part of the healthcare system. It's literally a part of the healthcare system. I can't say that enough. And before this was legal and safe, pre 
Roe v. Wade, um, legal, illegal abortions cause at least one in six pregnancy-related deaths. Mm-hmm. Like, dude, that's a that's a high number. Yeah. Especially for all the women in America. Yep. Women. And also, let me actually take a pause a second for us to correct ourselves right now. We keep saying women, and we keep... Uh, referring to pregnancy only as it relates to women yeah we say women no it's me too i've been i just realized we've been doing this the whole time women we're going to change we need to change our verbiage to women and other people who can get pregnant because we know not all people who are having children are women Mm -hmm. so not all people who are pregnant are women sorry yes we're agree we need to do better we're doing better but back to your point pre-roe v wade like you just said dangerous abortions right people yes. resorted to that what's gonna happen if roe v wade's overturned making abortion illegal will not get rid of abortions like it will not it'll just simply turn women to pursue unsafe avenues you know yeah. like and, and, and that, that one in six is gonna become greater and greater a, a greater and greater number and it's man at this point it's like uh it's just it just it's like uh, so blatantly clear to us and to like so yeah. many people why it would be absolutely awful to have Roe v. Wade overturned. Yet at the same time, like it's so threatened of being overturned. People just don't see it and they don't understand mm-hmm. the danger and they don't see. Exactly. I don't know. And it's just it's so it saddening to think that like you, you know, you think that um, men are making these laws because they don't understand or they yeah. just don't care. Sure. But what's so sad is that there are women also making these laws. Mm-hmm. 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 Yep. And that's even more mind-blowing yeah. to know that you're basically giving up your right. You know, yeah. like your body, your body means nothing, essentially. Yep. You know, like you don't have that right to do these things. Yeah. And like, not that we could speak for the women that are making these decisions, but that's sure what it seems like. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, we can't read anyone's mind, but when you look at it, and when you're seeing the millions of people who could potentially die or the millions of children who could potentially, you know, be born in just terrible situations or children that like you just mm-hmm. think about both sides of the equation and like all of the negative that's going to happen. And if you you just don't see that, like what? It just blows my mind. But anyway, right. and then our last little little fact, little statistic before we kind of get into other stuff and like more into the current events with what's actually going on right now is that abortion is super common. If you guys didn't know that nearly one in four women in America will have an abortion during her lifetime. And so if you think about it, okay, one in four women, that's a lot Mm -hmm. like a lot. Okay. For tons of different reasons, we couldn't even begin to assess or guess the millions of different reasons that people might need to have an abortion. Right. Where are these people going to go? Mm-hmm. These one in four women, these mm-hmm. millions of women <laughs> during their lifetime who need access to abortion, where are they going to go now for a wee ways of return? Okay. Well, we know where people, high income people are going to go. Mm-hmm. People in privileged positions, we know where they're going to go. They're going to pay to have an abortion. They're going to have enough money to get this done privately, legally, say or not, the not country. legally, illegally. They can leave the country to get it done. They will have the means to do whatever they need to do and to do it safely, and they're not going to be affected. What about everyone else? Where are they going to go? What right? about the people who can't afford these things? 
So this isn't just an, an attack on women and other people who have children, right? The generic group. Mm-hmm. This is a very much more specific attack towards lower, lower income, income women. Yes. Okay. Lower income families. It's, yes. It's so, and then another stat going that's attached to the one in four women is more than 25 women, oh, 25 women, no, 25 million women at risk of losing access to abortion. More than a third of them, more than a third of them at reproductive age in this country. And then this includes kind of a, a breakdown between different races. So that's more than 4.3 million Hispanic or Latino women, nearly 3.5 black or African-American women, more than 800,000 Asian women, and nearly 300,000 American Indian or Alaskan Native women. So just going to show, like we just talked about income and privilege and, you know, who Mm -hmm. this really affects. We need to be clear that abortion isn't just a women's issue. It's an intersectional issue. Yes. Certain groups are going to be targeted way more than other groups. Certain groups are going to be affected far, far more than other groups, right? You look at the high... The high-income people that we just talked about, the group of people that are going to be safe, and no matter what the legislation does, are still going to have access. Of course. And, like, technically, everyone can have access. Everyone can find a way to have an abortion. But who's mm-hmm. going to have it be able to have it done safely? Mm-hmm. And who's not? Yeah. And who's going to die from these? And who isn't? You know what I mean? Is this is just mind-blowing. I can't even... Like, and so what kind of people who, since they don't have access aren't going to have abortions, who are going to have children in situations where they can't, you know, they can't take care of that child. Which which children are those going to be? Okay. So we do really want to be, we want to put emphasis on the fact that we are aware that reproductive rights or any kind of feminist issue is an intersectional feminist issue. And so we really, really want to try our best to like, even though we are both white women and we can't directly speak to these experiences we want to acknowledge and highlight them because of course it's extremely important like uh we're gonna have like another baby boom <laughs> like you know with the last baby boom like we already have so many people in america we're already overpopulated but not only are we gonna have so many more children in america to care for but we're gonna have to change the foster care system adoption mm-hmm. system mm-hmm. This, these things are like this is a domino effect of everything that has to do with health care um child care like these things it is crazy to think about because yeah. and not only that but like just think about if a woman wants to get an abortion because she doesn't have the means or simply because she can't mentally handle it. At the like simplest of logic, if I don't want a baby, I shouldn't be forced to have one. Yeah. No matter what my situation is. Just because okay? you have the choice. ability to reproduce doesn't mean that mean that you want to or see that for yourself in your life. Yeah. So that was not a not so brief kind of like generic set of stats, facts, statistics, like how many people this affects. Just an over layout of yeah. everything. The way the majority feels and like what we're seeing um, when we look at the people who are directly affected by this legislation. But now we kind of want to talk about current events. What the heck's going on? And... What's going on to Roe versus Wade since his passing? Yep. Roe v. Wade is in dire 
I don't know what we're doing. I wanted to be dramatic there, but it didn't really work. Um, Roe v. Wade <laughs> could be overturned, guys. Like, plain as simple, we said it. Um, how, though? Why? What's going on, Katie? So, basically... While Trump was in office, um, during Trump's administration, um, there was three Supreme Court judges appointed um, that are against abortion. Okay, records show that these these judges are unfriendly to sexual reproductive rights. Mm-hmm. You know, and so we're already kind of like, that's a big number. There's three Supreme Court judges that are, you know, in office right now that are against these things. At least three. It's more than that now. Like, those are just the three new ones. So now the majority stands. So the majority in office have these opinions. And um, we were talking about this earlier, but these judges are not only against abortion, but they're young. Like, they're going to have their entire lives. So think about a Supreme Court judge position, right? That's a lifetime position. A lifetime position. <laughs> so, you know, so basically with us, we're going to have these judges through our entire lifespan. Until we die. Yeah, almost. <laughs> you know, like, it's crazy to think. I mean, obviously, they're not, like, as young as us. Yeah, but, but they're, they're young. young. And so throughout our life, you know, there are a good chunk of our life we're going to have these people. And... So it's like a, almost our whole lifespan, we're going to be fighting for civil rights that we should already have, that these things are basic human rights. It's crazy that we just have to fight for something that is so simple. Yeah. Like morality is definitely not at play here. No. And that's on, so you mentioned like the three Supreme Court judges. So mm-hmm. that's on like the grandest scale, the Supreme Court, right? That's not even to mention the 200 plus other district court judges, appellate court judges that Trump uh, appointed, I guess. Yeah, that's the word, right? Trump appointed who feel the same way, mm-hmm. who are have a history of not being like friendly towards reproductive rights, abortion issues, things like that. So just think about, you know, the people in these positions of power and the way that they're thinking and the power that they have and the way they can rule on any kind of legislation. Like they're being put in these positions and it's going to affect a lot of people. And right now Roe v. Wade is one of the major, major things that is going to be affected here very, very soon. So that kind of leads us into another thing that's going on. So the Supreme Court um, decided that they are going to hear a Mississippi case, which to put it shortly, like an article I think I read on Politico, which kind of summarizes the case and what's going on. The court is going to review a question that like is the basis of Roe v. Wade that kind of like will cut the main artery. Like if they can get this question and the the Supreme Court rules on it the way pro-life people want it to, then boom, like Roe v. Wade is over. So the question is whether all bans on abortion before a fetus can survive outside the womb are unconstitutional. So what that means is, so there are people who think that if a fetus has reached the term, like the point of viability, which means yeah, it can survive outside of the womb, after that, abortion should be illegal, which, okay, yeah, I, I don't see an issue with that. But no one's out here getting, you know, abortions at seven months for no reason, okay? That just doesn't happen. That's not really an issue. The issue we're discussing here, but the issue we are discussing here is whether before that point of viability, if abortion should be legal or not. So that's the question they're gonna be debating. And if the Supreme Court rules that no, abortions 
to any any and all abortions at any point are unconstitutional, then boom. Roe v. Wade is overturned. So they decided to hear this case, I think, like, you know, what is it called? Proceedings or... I don't really know court terms, but I think all of this deliberation starts in the fall. And so we could potentially have a decision sometime in 2022. So that we have roughly less than a year. That's the big one. That is the biggest, biggest one we have coming. So we're definitely going to be watching those proceedings really closely um, and seeing what happens. But, the next, um, to yeah. roll into the next topic we want to hit on is I'm sure most of you have heard about the heartbeat bill that was passed recently, um, back in May of 2021 of this year. Um, basically this law is, so abortion at this point is illegal in Texas after you, after you were able to produce a heartbeat in the fetus, yeah. detect a heartbeat in the fetus. So roughly, that's roughly six weeks yeah. is when you can detect a heartbeat in a fetus. So what you're telling me is, Katie, in Texas, if if you get an abortion after six weeks, you're going to jail? Yeah, yeah. essentially, yes. Yeah. I mean, I can't even, I don't even know, like my period time doesn't come in six weeks. Right. You know, like I don't, how am I supposed to know if I'm pregnant? Think about that. Think how early on in a pregnancy six weeks is and how many millions of women have no idea that they're even pregnant at six weeks. Not a clue. Like if you happen to have no symptoms, like Katie said, if you have irregular periods, you you might be Mm -hmm. on some form of birth control Mm -hmm. that, that failed and you just might not have any kind of suspicion every pregnancy is different people show at different times it's it's impossible to know every single pregnancy at six weeks like you take a you generally take a if you think your pregnant your period's off or whatever you just have some kind of inkling Mm -hmm. then you'll take a pregnancy test but like most the people that i know will take a pregnancy test just to see after that six-week period yeah you know, at that it's, point, that's it's very too late early. and you're locked in. You're, Most people don't know. Unless you're trying to get pregnant and you're going regularly, you're mm-hmm. taking pregnancy tests regularly, those things are not going to be apparent. Yeah. So you know? outside of that six weeks, yeah, the choice in Texas almost doesn't exist. Like six weeks is such a short time frame that <laughs> it's not it's not enough to affect or to apply to the people who are going to need access. That's not fair. To abortion rights. None of that um, is fair. And there, what, another For different women piece or of this, other or, people uh, who can carry, it's mm, not going to work out. But there are, there are other states that have heartbeat bills. Like, I know that for a fact. But this one is different. Like, did you want to talk about that? This bill different. <laughs> this bill was built different. <laughs> and not in a good way. <laughs> <laughs> insert or insert fingers to arm like tiktok <laughs> trend anyway if y'all can picture that but what did, did you want to talk about that like why this one's different in terms of like private citizens versus the state having the control over this i got it you want me to get it <laughs> you got it okay i got it so this one's a little different because so in the past um, states, other states who have heartbeat bills, and you say Planned Parenthood, for example, or, or uh, some other clinic or doctor's office who administers 
um, abortions to people. If there was some kind of issue, legal issue, um, on suing, right? Right, right, right. So they it would they could sue the state or they could sue the court if they thought that the law against abortion rights was unconstitutional. So it would be like Planned Parenthood versus the state of Alabama. Like, I don't know. I'm just pulling that out of my butt. Well, this Texas law, this Texas bill that was just passed makes it so that the kind of control or the people who are enforcing this new bill are just the people. The, the citizens. Any citizen has the right to sue. So this is at a personal level now. At a personal level, any person has the right to sue a, a doctor's office that gives abortions or anything like that. And they don't have to have a connection to the person seeking an abortion and they don't have to have a connection to the doctor's office. So what so that to, means... So to break that down even more, <laughs> Bree, explain to us and myself, because I need a little bit more explaining, what that means and what that means for for those who um, want Essentially, to get abortion. Those like, who have a choice for abortion it's at just this point. a really, really tricky, clever way to create a bill. Because now, um, it's just really clever because Planned Parenthood, Planned Parenthood can't go to court and sue the Attorney General of Texas because they think this law is unconstitutional. Mm-hmm. Because... The attorney general isn't the person enforcing this anymore. It's just the people. So all that the doctor's offices can do or people who administer abortions can do at this point is sit there and wait to be sued. Like, they have no defense. They have no way to go and attack this bill. Like, there's no one they can go and there's no one they can take to court until someone sues them. That You know what? Does that make sense? Yeah. So there's no no pre-action. To defend themselves is right. what you're saying. Yes, yes. Gener- yeah. And so that's why this is Generally, like a really slippery, slimy bill that just, like, it's clever. It's very and hard it's to, be- to know. <laughs> yeah, it's like uh, you're doing all these things. And, and most of the time, especially in the medical field, you know, with abortions and healthcare and everything, you want to stay a Stay ahead, stay a step ahead mm-hmm. on you know with your privacy and um, legal reasons and yeah. legal legally you want to stay a step ahead. Yeah, you want to exactly you want to cover yourself and um, especially with all the controversy on this topic. And now it basically Bree is saying that this law, this law is protected and no one else yeah, is essentially. Yeah, it's going to be very hard for these things to Yeah, so that was continue. a big one. And I was following that back in May. Like, I was, like, you know, seeing the headlines and started following, see what was going on. And I was like, holy crap. <laughs> like, what a slime ball. <laughs> like, you know? I don't know. And, and I don't it's know. Like, <sighs> is this a way for people to, to indirectly... There's always a loophole, I guess, and yeah. the worst people find them first. So that's what we're learning. <laughs> Ain't that the truth? <laughs> but other than that, okay, so we have. So you want to take us bill. into trigger laws, yes? So which is very cool. Another challenge. Not it's not like, cool. It's not. It's bad news bears, <laughs> but it's a it's, it's a cool yeah, way Brie can like explain it in her ways. It's pretty cool how so she explains trigger these laws, things. <laughs> I don't really even know a lot, and I know there's a lot of different, like, subcategories and what different laws mean and blah, blah, blah. But essentially, trigger laws, um, multiple states have trigger laws, and to put it shortly, 
like I don't know the ins and outs of every trigger law or every state and every abortion law across the United States, but in a really broad stroke of terms, trigger laws mean that if Roe v. Wade gets overturned, there are states that have legislation in place that will ban abortions that will immediately make abortions illegal. So another way to put that is like there are states who had laws banning abortions before Roe v. Wade. So if Roe v. Wade is overturned, those states return back to that to the legislation they had before Roe v. Wade, mm-hmm. if that makes sense. So 21 states have laws that can be used to restrict the legal status of abortion. So that's almost half of the United States where if Roe v. Wade is overturned, then 21 states have laws that will take it back to the prehistoric times effect, yeah. of, you know, where abortion is illegal. Um, but the good news is that 14 states and the District of Columbia have laws that protect the right to abortion. Mm-hmm. So whereas we have 21, which is a bigger number, obviously, than 14, we at least have 14 states that... You know, all our abortion rights are somewhat protected. Yeah, side of protection. Yeah. Yeah, sure. As for what, what does that make? Thirty-five states there. So like, I know. Yeah. I don't know about the other fifteen. I'm not sure. Um, we didn't do it. We didn't do a specific research on all fifty states in each state's abortion legislation. But I don't know. That was just. I kind of want to give some perspective about. Okay how much of America snaps back to pre-Roe v. Wade Mm -hmm. legislation if this happens. And 21. 21 So we're going to essentially back to what just happened in 73. Mm -hmm. So we're going back. Year 1972. (laughs) Can you see that on the newspaper? So good times. Can't wait for that. But yeah. So so Bree, what does uh, this mean for the women and people who have the ability to carry children? um, What do we do next? Boy, oh boy, could we go on. Um, what does this mean? What are the implications of Roe v. Wade being overturned and people losing the safe and legal access to abortion? Well, what does it mean for me now that I don't have a choice? Okay, well, that means, you know, not that this wasn't already happening in a million other ways in America, but just the added loss of control of our, you know, choices and then loss over bodily autonomy just like any kind of control we have over our bodies is being taken away completely so one article that i read which and then there was also a class i took back at k-state and we talked about this a lot i think it was a body politics class but we talked about the rights of the fetus versus the rights of the person carrying that child so there has been right now as things are going the childbearing person losing rights so their rights meter if you put it on a meter theirs is going boop 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 dropping and then you have your fetus rights meter boop 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 rising so ultimately the way this legislation is working and the logic of the people and who's being protected a fetus has more rights than a person carrying a child so quite an issue and then so you're saying that if i was to carry a child and i became very sick and having that kid will basic basically kill me they rather have me like produce mm. a child and me die than me being alive and 
aborting uh, my child to save my life. Not necessarily. Really, the only... Actually, that's pretty much the only case where, like, even in... I think in Texas, where that heartbeat bill we just talked about, mm-hmm. the only exception for late-term abortions past six weeks are if the mom will die. Okay, but, so... But it so has to be death. So, the basically, if extreme. I raped or someone in my family causes me to be pregnant... Mm-hmm. So, which would be incest. Yeah. Those things are okay, but only if I were to, it to affect my health or my, um. Not even just your health. Like, if it will, like, make you kind of sick, like, whatever. No, you have to be dying to be able to get rid of that. Ooh, that was, I shouldn't put, say it that way. But your access to abortion is only going to be available to you if you're going to die. We can edit that out. Okay. Anyway, I want to continue. But, yeah. So, to put it blatantly, we're losing our status as full rights-bearing human beings in America. And our, you know, counterparts, like the fetus, is gaining rights. We're losing them. They're gaining them. Put it in short. So, and then, additionally to that... Which is not necessarily a bad thing. Obviously, fetuses do have rights, but... We are what walking, expense? living, breathing yeah. people who have the choice, or should have the choice, what we want to do with our bodies. Yeah. Yeah. That could... We go on and on. We could go down the walls. Yeah. Debating who should have what rights, and at what point does a fetus get rights, and what rights should it have, and et cetera, et cetera. That could go on forever, but... Yeah, I mean, essentially, in short, that's what's happening. Women are losing their rights. Um, And then another thing is that pregnancy, like, this isn't going to make sense when I say it at first, but I'll explain it. So pregnancy has a potential of turning a woman or childbearing person into a criminal, right? So Mm -hmm. what this means, or like an example of this, is drinking a beer is not illegal. Mm -hmm. Drinking a beer while pregnant potentially illegal. You could go to jail for doing that, for Mm -hmm. endangering your child, right? So if you're playing around with your friends and you like lose your balance and you fall down the stairs, not illegal. But if if you you were pregnant, pregnant, well, you did that and put yourself in a situation where you fell down the stairs and potentially lost your child, you could go to jail for that. So, I mean, I'll go into some more details of that later, but really it's just like these extreme cases of where like the the becoming pregnant is what could potentially criminalize you not the act itself like even even doing drugs participating in like i don't even know recreational doing drugs it's usually the possession of drugs that's the crime right Mm -hmm. not even doing them but doing drugs while pregnant yes like you're going to jail kind of thing Mm -hmm. so and i'm not saying i agree with doing drugs while pregnant that's not what I'm saying. But, like, not in the case all. of, like... We're those, just trying to put it out for you, yeah, like, lay it out, like, the, what this essentially means. What it means. But, yeah, in the and case how, of, of an accident, falling down the stairs, or you you got in a car wreck, and you're pregnant. Like, you could go to jail for that. It's crazy. These things just don't make sense, man. We can't make it up, people. No. Like, uh, oh, we did talk about this earlier. There was that case in Alabama of a woman who was shot... And she lost her child, and she was charged with, like, manslaughter. Yeah. Yes. She was charged with manslaughter. This woman was shot, and she was charged. Yep. She was shot in the stomach, and she was charged with manslaughter. I don't understand how that makes sense, but... Um, 
I mean, eventually those charges were dropped and everything. I mean, but it went to trial and, you know, things happened. And so how many how women How do we even get to that in be, the first place? Yeah. And, and where does it end? So where does it end? This could go as far as someday, like, being tracked almost. Like, oh, you followed this off didn't follow this diet while you were pregnant and you ate all these terrible things and now your child has a condition because of what you ate while you were pregnant mm-hmm. boom you're going to like where does it end kind of thing like right now it's the obvious things it's like don't drink while you're pregnant but then what what else can we do what about those those people women and people who are able to carry children who have pre-existing conditions uh-huh. and those pre-existing conditions lead to the deaths of your fetus. Yep. What about those people? Exactly. You know, and eventually it's going to become where a child is born with some kind of condition and they are able to track it back to the mom or something yeah. that happened while the child was, you know, being carried. Mm-hmm. And there's not enough <laughs> there's not enough factual proof that no, you know, that's these what they're going to do. Cause whatever. You know, like at this point in time, exactly, well, not that we know of, there isn't anything that you can do. You know, when a child is born, a child is born. Mm-hmm. You, they say you're supposed to have kids between this age and this age, but. Yeah, that's another thing. Like, what if you got pregnant at an age where you weren't supposed to be culturally, socially supposed to be pregnant anymore? Yeah, there Would have you get been, in trouble for that? Yeah, there have been women who have. Um, become pregnant or people who can carry um, babies have become pregnant post-menopause. Yeah. That's happened before. I feel like we're kind of getting down a rabbit hole here, but that's like domino effect. You know, this is where we're at now. Roe v. Wade gets overturned. You know, this is, these are potentials of the future. And again, I'm referring back to a lot of these things I'm bringing up are things I talked about. We discussed in this class in college is like, Technology is only going to advance as the technology advances and these the legislation against abortion gets more strict potentially, you know, they're just going to find more ways to target certain groups of women and certain groups of people who can have children. Like and it's I, only going to get worse. The, the, the judicial system is supposed to be helping Americans, helping all types of Americans. And at this point, I'm not convinced that that that's what no. we have our judicial system for anymore. Of course, like, anymore. sure. People are doing things right sometimes. Sure, I'm sure, you know, we, but that's not what we're here to talk about on this podcast. But, you know, you know, for the, for the sake of moving on, because again, we could, we could keep talking about that forever. The, all the what ifs, mm-hmm. we could go on forever. Worst case scenarios. But another thing that could happen to women and other people who have the ability to carry children is what you kind of referred to this earlier about with the foster care system uh yeah we can talk about that and then we'll come back to the uh unsafe back alley abortions issue yeah okay. whichever one you want to talk I thought about we um already touched on that um with back alley abortions like I, 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 like she said, I said this earlier, but when you aren't able to get an abortion, you're not gonna, if you really want this abortion and you're not able to do it, like you don't have the funds, you don't, you're not mentally able to, to do these things. You, you generally do not want a kid. It's not what mm-hmm. you have for your life right now. Like, and that is completely okay. Mm-hmm. You're not going to just have the baby. Like a lot of people a are, you're going to find a way, whether it's, 
and this is whether sucks. this kind of gets morbid but like what? whether it's legal or not mm-hmm. I mean you're going to go back alley abortions um, you're going to look for other ways other avenues to get an abortion you're going to self medicate mm-hmm. you're going to do this illegally right and I just it, it's the same well, you can relate that to a lot of other different things but um, it's not going to stop people having abortions people are no. not going to just stop having sex or you know condoms break mm-hmm. Um, breast control doesn't work. Yeah. You can no. essentially compare this to anything. Like, okay, weed is criminalized. Weed is illegal. Mm-hmm. <laughs> is American never smoke weed? No. Mm-hmm. Or, like, gun control, which this is what's going on. That's what I was literally going to say. We, but... If someone ever said, or, like, which this is never going to happen because it's America. But if it were ever a possibility that people were like, guns are illegal, you think people, people just... People are oh, going to get guns in there's always yeah. going to be ways, but that those ways are typically going to be unsafe and going to put a lot of people in danger. Exactly. Which leads me to um, either A, people will resort to back alley abortions and other dangerous methods, or B, they will keep their unwanted pregnancies, but this is just going to worsen the maternal mortality rates in America. Mm-hmm. So maternal mortality is a huge issue in the United States, Already. and I want to do an episode about it because it is crazy compared to like other countries all over the world, like third world countries, our maternal mortality rate is so high with the like amazing technology we have and like facilities that we can provide people who have children. Like why are so many women dying after having, after childbirth and other people? How? Like it just blows my mind. But if you take away that access to abortion, that's just gonna be that many more millions of people having children. Yeah, it's going to skyrocket. that many more people potentially dying from, you know, maternal mortality. So, basically, there are going to be so many more kids without a mother. Yeah. Yeah. Tip of the iceberg. But that, what you just said, that goes into the foster system. More children in foster system. If if you are, as a person who can carry a child, you have that you know, that um, ability to do that, you don't always want to carry that child. You don't necessarily see that for your life or mentally you can't handle it, financially you can't handle it. Um, You don't have the help. Like, what do you think that's gonna cause you to do? You're gonna have this kid and it sounds bad, but you know, there's a lot of resentment towards that because you've already, you know, you already know in your head that you can't do these things. Mm -hmm. Um, With kids, um, that's gonna not only skyrocket, you know, abuse um, in the household, domestic violence, but it's gonna increase neglect. It's gonna increase all these things, like the kid's environment. You know, there's a lot of things that the foster system, the foster care system is going to be, we already don't have the funding. It's already overwhelmed. So at present time, let me just toss this in here because it's to your point. So this article was March, 2021, roughly 400,000 children in United States foster care. So continue. Like you just take, take that, that number, number and multiply it by what? Two, three. God, at least, at least there's going to be more kids. 
essentially in the foster care system than there are in a household. Mm -hmm. And in that household of those kids that are still left in the household, how many kids are going to be either raising themselves, kids raising their their sisters and brothers, and or um, these kids are going to grow up on the streets. What about the kids that aren't in foster care systems? What about what about the kids that are on the streets and the homeless mm-hmm. that aren't in schools? Yeah, <sighs> I don't know. The it, homeless rate's gonna go up too. Exactly, like, everything's gonna go up. But again, like we mentioned before, this is only gonna affect certain groups of people, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Only certain groups of people are gonna suffer from the consequences of this potential overturning, mm-hmm. and. We, Lower income families are yeah, going to be the ones suffering the, the most. Take the hit from this the most, yes. And for like sure. Katie just said, like, we just don't have the resources. <laughs> yeah, and we can go on and on and on about the resources and not having this and not having that and what's going to happen. But, but you, you know guys, what we do have the resources for right now? What is that? Safe abortion. Safe abortion yeah. as a part of our health care. We if, do have those resources. As a person who is able to carry children, from the time that you understand your body, you know if you want to have kids or not. And obviously that changes and that, you know, it gets a little diversified. But, you know, in that time when if you become pregnant, if you want to keep your child or not, you know, you know, you see yourself, you see your life before you, you see your finances and everything. And, you know, that choice that you have, whether you want to keep that kid or not, should be yours. Mm-hmm end all be all that's that's it that's your choice yes exactly and i think we could probably talk about this particular point and go on and on and on but for the sake of wrapping up this episode i think we want to conclude with just us going back and forth and talking about some of our views aka our own personal opinions about about the matter what do you think yeah i agree and uh now i just want to dive in with um talking about the tendency for those to think that pro-life and pro-choice have these extremes on each end when in reality most people are generally in the middle of those yeah i agree abortion and reproductive rights has always been a super polarizing issue in a way that pro-life people see pro-choice people as like these radical lefty liberals who hate babies and you know that extreme image and vice versa pro-choice people see pro-life people as these far right you know typically old white men who don't care about women's rights and reproductive rights and they're just signing away at bills that they have no no choice in and really it's seen as the extremes on both end but 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 like you said people can see both sides a lot of the time and it doesn't need to be this polarizing issue that it is it needs to be an issue that people get comfortable talking about because it affects everyone yes i agree um everything is you know the whole stance on abortion affects everyone well mostly women if this were a men's issue then this would be a lot different yeah i agree if this were a men's issue like we say we just said this affects everyone but like you said mostly women if this were a men's issue if if men were the ones who got abortions we would not this would not be a polarizing problem whatsoever there would be no oh my gosh that's terrible there would no be would (laughs) There would not be these opposite sides like this war about it that it is. In reality, what it would look like is if this was a men's issue, there would be a 
places to get an abortion on every street corner. You can walk into Walmart yeah. next, to, next to the kiosk that makes your key copies and get an abortion right there. You're extremely right. You you go through the McDonald's drive-thru and be like, can I get a six-piece nugget and abortion on the side? Like, if this were a men's issue, I don't mean to make light of it, but we would not be seeing. This is the harsh reality that we live in, folks. Mm-hmm. Honestly. And it, it, it pains us to, to say that, but someone's got to. Like we've said over and over in this episode, it's just a way for people to control women and people who can carry children. It's a way to police bodies. Yeah. Um... Something yeah. to help those in power, you know, feel that power a little bit more mm-hmm. or just, you know, keep keep hold of that. Exactly. Especially in light of everything that's happening in today's society and with politics and, you know, the economy. You know, a lot of people are fighting for our rights even more than ever. And um, this is just another way for them to clap back at us. Mm hmm. And you bringing up politics like that makes me think of like one of the opinions I like to share. And this might be kind of a far reach, but I've always drawn this comparison. And I I kind of see like a lot of similarities between, you know, taking it back to the war on drugs and right now this fight for reproductive rights. And those are very different things for very different reasons in each are their own and deserve their own time and are issues that need to be talked about by themselves independent of each other. But I think it's really interesting the similarities you can draw between both things. Um, For example, we realize now that the war on drugs was a way for people in power to control and police people of color, typically men of color, right? And so now we fast forward it and it's different battle but same battle it's a way for people in power to police not people of color anymore well it does affect people of color women of color more we talked about this earlier more than white women but it's a way for people in power to police women's bodies and the bodies of people who can carry children yes and so 100%. if we look at these two things history keep repeating itself with the same scenario we see that these issues are almost a question of in what way can we single out women people of color other minorities. minority groups yes. yeah without touching the cis white man yes in what ways can we slowly rip away the rights of these people but without remain a intact group. for these white males mm-hmm. you have or to those look at power. who's being attacked and who's doing the attacking mm-hmm. who has the power and who's powerless in these situations and you'll find that the people in power the people doing the attacking it's it's the same group of people <laughs> yeah <laughs> over and over and over and don't seem like they have any way of putting themselves in anyone others anyone's shoes other than themselves right which um brings us to another topic i want to touch on another um opinion of mine that i've always um thought about we've talked about recently where if you think about it a lot of people um raising families and having children you know when it comes to abortion it's like people are only pro-life when it's a child that matches their ideals 
when in reality, a child gets to a certain age and they form their own opinions and things are very different. And at that time, that point in time, our uh, parents of these days want to just push your kid out and say, it's not my problem anymore or disown him. You know, and I just, I don't believe with that. And I think a lot of people in, you know, personally for me, a lot of people in the LGBTQIA community have experienced these things. Mm -hmm. Not only that, but, you know, minorities as well. Yeah. So I think the point you're trying to get out here, tell me if I'm wrong, is that pro-life people, uh, a lot of the time, again, this is, this might be on the side of extremes like we were just talking about, but a lot of pro-life people are only pro-life when that life has some kind of value to them. Yeah, exactly. Upholds their ideals, doesn't Mm -hmm. cause them any inconvenience, Mm -hmm. you know, pro-life with contingencies. Yeah, well, carry on the family business or Mm -hmm. whatever it may be. And that might not just be pro-life people. There are there are pro-choice of those who are pro-choice who have the same thing but we're just speaking generally yeah and we're not trying to be hypocritical either again the whole point of this episode is to establish that we believe people have that choice you know we're not saying that we think it's great for you to be able to pick and choose what kind of child you have that's not what we're saying but we are saying that choice everyone should have a choice in whatever decision that might be is is that of the person carrying the child and that's true the hypocrisy we're trying to draw light to is like a lot of religious hypocrisy when it comes to abortion and like we said this pro-life but like these pro-life with contingencies and these crazy ideals you place on your kids that they can't possibly live up to it's crazy and you you're not supposed to be this person that your parents want you to be. You're supposed to be what you're supposed to be. Yeah. Guys, this is a story and it is like terrible, but this is literally an example of that is I have someone, well, I don't have them on Facebook anymore, but it was a, it was a family member of mine and a distant family member. And they had posted on Facebook that if their child was transgender, they would they would disown them. They would not love them anymore. And I was like, and this is a very, this is a very pro-life person, anti-abortion person. And so like, it just seeing that, and this was a couple years ago, but like thinking back, I'll never forget it. It's so hypocritical to be, to be pro-life unless, you know, unless your kid is gay, unless your kid is trans, unless your kid happens like unless your kid is disabled unless your kid is atypical like or unless your kid comes out a different color yeah yeah so i don't know blows my mind that's a really good point and Mm -hmm. i mean that's an opinion we have maybe other people don't have that opinion um but it's it's a pattern i've seen but this is our podcast but this is our podcast so yeah we like to we like to stir the pot a little bit i guess but if you don't want to listen you don't have to these are our views these are our views and we enjoy talking to you today but yeah we did enjoy talking to you today i know this was kind of a lengthy one but an an important one oh yeah if if we had to pick a lengthy one this was definitely a good episode for it Mm -hmm. And, and within this episode are so many more episodes we could even talk about so like reproductive rights abortion is just a sliver of that We'll do more episodes on reproductive rights. I want to do an episode on the war on drugs. And anything you guys want to hear, anything you're very strongly um, centered around, please shoot us an email. Mm -hmm. We'd love to hear it. Yeah, please communicate with us. You guys are going to help us with episode topics. If you need to call us out on our bullshit, do that too. I mean, if you have varying views, we welcome and invite you to share those with us. 
we're open to all of that. That's the whole point of this podcast is, yeah, we have our opinions. It's the beauty of opinions. So you're allowed to have them. So reach out and you can find us on Instagram at podcast views. And you can email us at rviewspodcast at gmail.com. That's right. That's rviewspodcast at gmail.com. O-U-R-V-I-E-W-S-P-O-D-C-A-S-T at gmail.com. All right, y'all. Thanks for listening. We're happy you're here. Fist bump. That was good. Fist bump. See you later, guys. We'll catch you later. Bye.